Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Are you glad to be in church this morning? All right. Now, I'm going to share with you something that I believe is very important for all of us. Amen. And um, I want you to really receive it. You know, God wants to establish us. You know, Ghana, Ghana feels uncertain. Even though we are blessed, we are not sure of ourselves. We are, we are scared every day that what is happening in Liberia will come and happen here somehow. I was in Takradi and uh, some people were saying that Takradi is a very good place for rebels because they have their own harbor, they have uh, an airport, they have their own um, they have their own harbor, they have their own airport, they have their own military base, uh, they have their navy, and they have their own radio stations. So it's a good place where they can do their things from. So, you know, sometimes you are blessed, but you want the blessing to go a little further so that you are sort of a bit far from, you know, the possible instability. Is that not so? So that's why I'm preaching about establishment. You see, the Bible says that after you have suffered for a while, may the God of all peace settle, strengthen, and then establish you. Do you believe in that? I see God establishing you. How many want God to establish you? Sometimes you have a beloved, but it's like it's not an established beloved. It's like something can change about the beloved. Forgive. That the beloved could change his mind. But at least if you are like the bride and groom sitting there, you know that you have passed the stage where minds can be changed. First Peter 5, verse number 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. How many have suffered for a while? How many are tired of suffering? Mercy, forgive. After you have suffered for a while, make you perfect and establish you, huh? Strengthen you and settle you. I see God settling you. I see God strengthening you. And I see God establishing you. Can I have an amen? So God has a plan to establish you and to strengthen you and to stabilize you in the ministry. I remember when I had a church and I was really praying for 70 members. I remember my greatest dream was to have 100 people in my church. Amen. I prayed about it so much. I learned about it. I studied about it. How to overcome the 100 barrier. You get it? And so God has a way of taking you beyond your dreams and establishing you. Some of you are praying for an old car, but God has a new car for you. 
I see you cruising in that new car. I think those at the back don't believe anything. All the things I say from from this place to the back, not all those people are not they are not believers. Are, are you Muslims or what? Or are you Buddhists? What are you? Are you Christians? Father, forgive them. They know not what they what they what they do at the back. All right. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, I believe 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is one of the most important chapters in the whole Bible because it explains many, many, many things that we, we have no answers for. And it really gives important guidance to our lives and for our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse um, 14. It says, For the love of Christ constraineth us. Amen. Amen. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then all were dead. Amen. Are you there? If one died for all, then all were dead. That is how he thinks. We thus judge. Everybody say, we thus judge. In other words, he says that that's how I think. This is how I'm thinking. How many know that you must think correctly? Quickly. Now. All right. So, we must think correctly and we must think quickly hallelujah now it says that he died for all in verse 15 that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again right and he says that he died for all that we which live they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves or should not live for themselves unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again you see this scripture is showing us the most important thing that all Christians are supposed to do that once Christ has died for you and you've understood what he has done for you you should no longer live unto yourself but you should live unto him. That's why Paul said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Amen. Amen. And so it is very, very important for us to understand that God wants born again Christians not to live unto themselves. And you see, most people don't know that living for yourself is the way to poverty. Is the way to isolation is the way to decrease anybody who is rich does something for somebody that's right that's right and that's something he does for somebody the person likes it I'll give you just one example coca-cola we all like the cook and they don't make the cook for themselves they can't drink it themselves we all want what they make and we all like it and because they do something for us which we like and which is good we all pay money
to their business all the time and they are rich anybody who is rich does something for somebody it's, a, it's, it's even a secular principle carpenter who is rich he makes good chairs for people and people like his chairs so more people come to him and he does you get it he, he always do something for somebody before you'll be blessed amen, amen. it's very easy but it's not so easy we love to live I'll say selfishness is the highest form of spiritual cancer it's the highest kind of spiritual cancer anybody can have selfishness self-centered self-concerned self-aware self-seeking self-oriented you your man your husband your wife your child your life your future your car your house your business your this everything me i myself and me three of you are the main people in this world but you don't know that in the day that you op- i'm talking about establishment the day that you open your heart to do something for somebody that blesses somebody anything at all it will open the door for you to be blessed today as i'm talking i'm preaching our children are in a, i mean some of our children we had a team of 23 children we sent them abroad singing you know and i just marvel at some of the kids who went singing playing instruments one of them one who plays the drums he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a home he sleeps in a church here he's one of the little boys you see running around he's in switzerland this morning he's in geneva <laughs> <laughs> I tell you <laughs> and you are not there you are here <laughs> actually he's 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 flying from London to, to Geneva and then he'll be he'll be going to Zurich and then he'll see you later <laughs> and how did he get there by playing the drums and by playing the drums faithfully I'm telling you faithfully drums he still he doesn't have, you see when we were getting the thing like okay what's your address it, then his address is the church home address his home address now the home doesn't have anything this is where he is church property yeah it's a wonderful thing you get it and so as we sit in our selfishness you know as the Lord tries to get you involved you know you don't know that you are he's actually drawing you into blessing I mean look at me I've, you know, I've stayed in so many hotels in so many places. Almost every hotel I go and stay, I don't pay. People who invite me pay. The Hiltons and the Sheratons and the whatnot. In all the cities of the world. One time I was standing at the, the, the door. You know, the, the, the wall is glass. I was just standing. It was in Seoul. Seoul, Korea. And I was just looking out. Just one, I just knock on the glass. The glass is thick, you know. There's no, it's the, the glass is the wall. You walk out, you're out. And I was just looking at the city. I was up throughout the night, I was just praying. Saw the red crosses littered all over. I know every church has a red cross. And I was wondering how I got there. 
How they even met me at the airport. Chauffeur, driven. Met in Malaysia, taken through the VIP. Not Ghana VIP, Malaysia VIP. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. Stayed in hotels in Japan. I was in the hotel and I was just, I don't know the price, I don't know what, because I was in pain. I was, I was a guest. And I went to look at the price of the rooms. And I saw some of the rooms. $5,000 a night. That's the hotel that I was staying in. Not out, the, the room I wasn't wanting 5000 but it was a lot of money. And I was there, and I was also, I was preaching. God, you see, I was doing, have something that I do for some people. Right. You get it? That is a blessing to somebody. And because of that thing that I have come out of myself to bless somebody, that's why I was there. And that's why you are not there, because you live for yourself. And you think that by continuing to live for yourself and try to get things for yourself and do everything just for your little world, you understand? You think that you, 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 you will be able to keep all the blessings. But you don't know that when you open your heart and you start to give. One day I went to a preaching somewhere in South Africa. And after the pastor's wife came to to me, Bishop, he said, when you, when you minister, you really give of yourself. And I mean, I just, I was wondering what she meant. But you know, as I thought about it, you know, there are a lot of things I say when I'm preaching, I don't have to say. But I say them to help you. And you know that that's what you remember after the preaching is over. How many realize that that's what you remember when the preaching is over? When you are sitting in your room, you laugh and remember. <laughs> you don't even remember the verse, but you remember the story. <laughs> Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, we thus judge that we think that way. That if one died for all, then all were dead. And that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for all. Hallelujah. Don't live for yourself. That's right. Live unto him, and when you live unto him, he will show you there are lots of needs, lots of work to do, lots of people who don't have what you have. Oh, and sometimes, me, I don't have anything. You have something more than somebody else. Guineans, you see, our poverty makes us feel we don't have anything. But I want you to lift up your eyes and I want you to know there's something you have. Amen. South Africans, sometimes when they come to Ghana, although their country is much more developed, much more beautiful in terms of development, and much richer, you know, when they come, they realize we have something. Everybody has something. Even the poorest person has something. You have something to offer, something to give. I have something to give. It's not medicine that has taken me to many places, but preaching the gospel. So I want to encourage you to become a preacher, to become a blessing to somebody. I went to a village last week. I drove many miles through the forest and I came to 
a town. I'll not even mention where I went. But the amount of petrol I used and show you where I went. When I got to this village very, very far, getting to Kumasi, I saw a white man. The white man has left his country and has come to live in a village. The village is called Funasu. Do you know there? No, sir. You, will not, you cannot easily know that place. That village has no light and no water. He has been there for eight years. I told him, you know, I would like my people who call themselves missionaries to come and see something. And he doesn't have children of his own, intentionally. He said, we don't want children. We have, these are our children. Then they showed that little boy, Ghanaian children. He said, he said, it's by choice. We said, because of the work we do, we can't have children. He said, these are, then some of them have HIV, little ones like that, all around. These are my children. I was in the, I said, I was in their house. I saw the children. Black children, not white children. Little ones. He does not live for himself. And he has been in different countries. He has been there for eight years. Let me ask a Ghanaian pastor from Accra to go to that Funasu village. Then from there, I went further near Obasi. And then I met another white woman. And she was there with 104 children. And she took me and showed her children. These ones are this, this is this. He said, this one, I've adopted her myself. He said, this one, somebody raped her when she was a baby till her bones opened, the bones in the pelvis disconnected. He said, that's the child I want. I'm adopting this one. It's my personal child. And you, you should have seen her. In the night. She, she lighted candles. We sat down and light, we lighted candles and she talked to us. A white woman said, these are my children, 104. Not for herself. And she said, my husband pays for the food for these hundred children every day. 104. That they which live should not live unto themselves. She's okay. Her husband is a rich man. She's blessed. She has her own children. But these are her children. You see her. She's a pastor. Preaching. She said, we pray. I, t- I tell the children that because... Look at what the devil was trying to do to destroy your life. It means that God has a great plan for you. That's what she, that's what she preaches to the children. They were trying to kill you, but God has a plan for you. Hey! She preaches. And then look at us. We wouldn't be prepared to go. Guineas, if I don't send you to Toronto, you won't go. If I don't send you to Massachusetts, you won't go. Uh, Copenhagen. I have to mention such a name with a nice whatever. Address. Address. Boulevard. boulevard. Something boulevard. <laughs> There's no boulevard in Suhu. <laughs> that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. I say 
school. Hey, what I saw, eh, I've been, I see, when, I, when I saw that I was deceived. In fact, and I read something Rick Joyner's book, he said that we all need deliverance from our current level of deception. So I realized that all of us have a current level of deception. And I saw that at every level you are still deceived. Look at us, we think we are doing something. And he showed me, he said, the, near, the nearest town was Dunkwanofin. He said, oh, Dunkwanofin, there's Church of Pentecost and all those, but the villages, you see, Dunkwanofin doesn't call that a village. The, the villages, there's no church and there's, there's nobody to teach them. So, so he goes. I said, so how do you know? He said, I don't need to know. You don't need to have any map. You just go on the road, the villages. More. More, he said. So I said, hey, be here for ages. Where will you be? He said, I don't have any. I don't know when I will finish. He said, ah, even there are some roads I haven't gone on that road before. And here we are, Guineans. Go from here to Insawam. It's like you should have sent me to East Legon or to some of these other areas like Laboni and other areas. Then I can be doing the work of God. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him that dies for us. Let's shed off all these airs and all this living for yourself attitude. And let's support and let's do our very best. I tell you, our days are numbered. One day you may feel something in your body and that will be the feeling that you don't know that that feeling is the last feeling. The feeling before the end. And you know that it's the final feeling. The feeling that leads to finality. That they which live. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for all. And then we complain. I said, the man, eh? no water, no electricity. Village. Don't go on the finish there, New York City. Do you know where the code in Ghana is 0372? No. 0372. No. Do you know where 051 is? No, no, no. no. 051. Oh, oh. 031. Takrade. Takrade. Yeah. 022. Tema. 021. Accra. 0372. Baby. Uh-huh. That's the nearest telephone number. <laughs> Even in the town, when I ask them, do you know Funa? So they say, we don't, we don't know that place. And look at us. When it's time to give an A pastor called me from um, Denmark. And he, I asked him, do you go, is he going to church? He said, yeah. And he told me, he said, I met some other Ghanaians and I asked them to come to church. I mean, he's just there for a few weeks. He's still home. He said, why should I go to church and give my money to, we've all come from Ghana and go and give my money to this man. But they see going to church as going to give your money to somebody. Our minds are full of ourselves, full of our lives. And we don't care about anybody else. We only care for ourselves. When we get to heaven, we will be surprised. I tell you, one of my pastors was driving in Kumasi. And as he was driving by, he saw somebody lying on the roadside. And he passed by. He was driving. 
I think of it, either he was half dead or beaten or sick. I don't know what was there. People were passing, a lot of people were passing by. As he drove by, he went. Then the Lord spoke to him in the car and said, I was lying down at that place and you passed by. You didn't mind me. <laughs> I was lying down and you came by. He said as he was driving, he became tormented. He couldn't. He turned his car around. Came back. You turned. And he came back to the man. He told me, he said, it was very difficult. He said, the way the man was, you know, that blood and fear. He said, I lifted the man. And I came to my car and I put him inside my car. That they which live should not henceforth live to themselves. That's inside. I'm going to my wife and to my nice life with my nice. I want to have some nice Coca-Cola today. I want to have some bread, please. Can I have some toast? Can I have something nice, please? What will I eat today? I'm busy, fufu. What would I like? Beautiful, hamawal, bakebale. I'm not soup. Beautiful. Me and my wife and my husband, we live happily. I lay the table. He eats. I eat. Everything very beautiful. Nice candles. Beautiful. And, and he said, Jesus said, the Lord told me, I was lying there. I was lying there. And you came. You saw me and you passed. I was the one lying there. I was the one lying there. I was the one lying there. And you passed by. He said he turned his car. He lifted the man and put the man into his car. And some of us wouldn't really like that person to be in our car. In case his skin touches your car. And even his skin to touch your skin. Jesus said, I was the one who was sick. I was lying there beaten. And he said he carried the man to the hospital. When he got to the hospital, he carried the man to the emergency room. When he got there, he put the man down and the doctor came to him and said I know you you are a pastor I said yeah and he said you have done very well leave him for me you can go I'll sort him out he told me I felt I have done more spiritual work more than five years of spiritual more than five years of preaching prayer evangelism soul winning outreach fasting more than five years in that thing that happened that they which live look at your life just sit there selfish i've come to be blessed in the church you join the church just to get have a nice wedding you join the church when we are older you'll be in the church paying your due so that you have a nice funeral now you join to have a nice wedding i'm in the church because i'm getting married i'm getting married in november by the grace of God, you know, like, I like, you know, my pastor to officiate my wedding, my bishop, glory to God. <laughs> I want to have my wedding in the cathedral, you know, like, I want to have purple, like they had yesterday. I want to have beautiful white chairs, like they had yesterday. Glory be to God. And you will never help anybody to fix his wedding. You know, one lady, she was so sad. She was in London. Everybody's wedding, she was there. She wiped the floor, she helped, she arranged. But when it was her wedding, mm. nobody came to Mercy. help. I mean, they came for the wedding, but they didn't come to help. So that's how people are. Yeah. 
we, we, we think of ourselves, our whole lives oriented. That's why we find it difficult when we get married. Because every problem, it's him. Yeah. And he doesn't treat me well. And I, you know, and my, and my feelings, and you see, and he doesn't, you know, and these men, and you know, these women. Mm. The church is too quiet, I've closed. <laughs> I tell you. The church is so quiet, I don't understand. That's why we quarrel. Selfish. A woman is thinking about herself. She doesn't have any sexual feelings. She's just there. So when the man wants to have sex, you are always thinking in your mind. Now, when you eat, you are not full, eh? <laughs> so, the man too is only thinking about himself. The woman too, those are not, she also thinking, she also wants something else. Just get up now. Obaros, copium. The can of him. And you are not thinking about her feelings. Obaros, the guy. You don't have time for, I mean, in communes and Adam. Obaros. Because you are thinking about yourself. So even though you don't like it, you see, that's what I'm saying, that God bless people who do these kind of things, you know, looking after people, children, after widows, after, because, you see, it's not you. So sometimes the things that, that's the, that's the thing about us. We, we think about, Christ wasn't going to hell, but we were going to hell. The feeling of what is this? He wasn't going to hell. He didn't have a problem with hell. He had no problems. He was sitting at the right hand of the Father. Right. He was perfectly okay. That's right. Then he decided that because we had a problem, he was going to do something about our problem, not his problem. That's right. And that is that is the opposite of self. When you don't have the love of God, you are filled with human selfishness. You think of yourself, and, and, and that is what that's a problem with most of our leaders. Once the road 
to the castle and the road you see the roads that have been made is from the castle if you come from the airport you go straight to the castle then you will never drive on an, an entire road but if you come to Kaneshi and turn right or left then you begin to see the real but you see because and when, in Ghana when you drive on a road and and you, the road and then is the road is tarred in an, in an, an, in a in some places you mean we immediately begin to think maybe a, a member of parliament lives here or maybe a minister of this there because we are so selfish that we will not do things just because they need it the other day i was driving through Kolegono, and we got to a place and said oh this road is has been tarred in Kolegono. who cares about Kolegono? Do you think the government cares about calling or not? Then I was wondering, ah. Then somebody said, ah, President Kufo came here last week. Ah, sir, ah, now I can understand how come a road has been tied. Because nobody cares about this place. The president was coming here, so the road has been tied. He came to the Tuesday market, so because he came there, a road has been made from here to there. That's all. That's how our governments live. And that's why people don't trust them. That they which live should not henceforth live for themselves. Husbands, when you go home, don't get up and just abarrows. They can't compare. No. Ladies, don't just think about yourself, what you like, what is nice to you. You know, as I said, Christ didn't have a problem. You had a problem. We had a problem. And he came to solve our problem. Let's solve other people's problems. When we don't have that problem, let us be moved by the love of God to help. You have Christ, but there are millions who don't have Christ. Let us be moved by the love of God. And as long as the cancer of selfishness is in our heart, we will never be moved to do anything from God. We'll sit in the church in our barrenness, doing nothing all the time. Because selfishness has eaten our heart. That's why we are difficult to live with, difficult to marry, difficult to befriend, difficult to relate with. Because the canker of selfishness is deeply ingrained in our hearts. And that's all that we think about. I, myself, and me. May you be delivered in the name of Jesus. Father, open our hearts. We thank you for the love of God that comes. We worship you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, maybe somebody invited you, but you know in your heart, if you die tomorrow, if you die today, you don't know whether you go to heaven or hell. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God. If you're here like that, stand where you are, but just lift up your right hand. Just your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. Lift it up high. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see, I see all your hands. Lift it up high. God bless you. God wants to change your life. God wants to do something new in your life today. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all your hands. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my brother. If you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one thing. Just come to me with your hand lifted up. Just come from where you are standing. Come, yeah, just step out. Come to me. Come from where? From the back. From the back. From the side. Come all the way to the front. An old rugged cross. On a hill, far away. 
Jesus, you want to be born again, I want to pray with you. I want you to close your eyes where you are. Join us this morning and give your heart to God. God will change you. God will bless you. God will heal you. Say this prayer with us. Those in front here, say this prayer as well. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I realize that I'm a sinner. I realize that I don't know you. But Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Save my soul. Cleanse me, Lord, in the blood of Jesus. From today, I receive Jesus as my master, as my savior. Thank you, Father. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give him a mighty clap offering. I want you to go, I want you, we are all welcome to the church and to Christ and we want to pray with you and want to establish you more in the Lord Jesus and we want you to go with our pastor who is waving his hand right here and he's going to take you to a little conference room and he's going to pray with you and your life will never be the same again. Give him a mighty clap offering. Hallelujah. Oh. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.